Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to the one, the only Hog Talk podcast, live from the Sterling Soap and Roastery Studios, part of the Believe in Buzz Radio Networks, where you can hear us on 106.7 in Central Arkansas. All live shows are presented to you by Arkansas Brewing Company in downtown Ozark. I'm Porter Hayes, and alongside me, as always, is Adam Hall, and we're also brought to you by Bet Online which continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use the promo code BLEAV for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. And we'll start the show with the rundown. We're going to start a new weekly rundown since we have so much stuff going on in the world of Razorback athletics with baseball kicking off, men's and women's basketball, golf, softball, gymnastics, and tennis. Baseball uh, wrapped up the week with a 2-1 and one, uh, record with against JMU, uh, winning 6-4. to four. And fifteen to five before falling today, seven to three. Men's basketball gutty performance against Mississippi State, falling seventy-one to sixty-seven, and losing earlier in the week, ninety-two to sixty-three to Tennessee. Women's basketball got a huge win against Missouri. They're twelfth in a row against Missouri. They are eighteen and nine, six and six on the season, but had a tough loss against Tennessee, eighty-one fifty-five earlier in the week. Men's golf. Our eighth ranked in the country finished first in the Del Mar Collegiate Invitational, and the women's are currently in sixth place at the Moon Golf Invitational. They are currently ranked third in the country. Gymnastics started off with the Metroplex Challenge, finishing third with a 196.8. And then the softball team, they're off to an eight and two start. They went out to Arizona, only losing once, went 4-1 and one on the weekend against Arizona. Um, they start home play on Thursday in the Razorback Invitational, and we'll talk about that more later in the week. And then the tennis teams, men's tennis split a doubleheader in Seattle, and the women's team bounced back, winning two against Tulsa and Missouri State, 4-1 and 4-0. Well, again, we'll start that every week, give a rundown of all the stuff going on, the scores from the week past, and then we're going to end each show with what's coming up so you'll know what's coming up for the week. And Adam showed me the graphic beforehand, and it's going to be a busy week for Razorback Athletics moving forward. So, again, we'll start, of course, with the basketball team. Um, Adam, you know, getting blown out by Tennessee – you come back, bounce back against Mississippi State. You still lose, but in a a, a tough effort. Mm-hmm. And I want to say this before we get into the game. Um, as bad as the seasons went, I was very surprised to see the reaction. Like, they're still like, hey, this team played hard. The st- team gave everything it had. It just come up short. Mm-hmm. They could have been easily like, you know, went really hard on them, 
you know, tough game. You know, there's no heart. But I heard nothing but really good things about the game and the effort from a majority of the fan base. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things that if we, you know, see the effort put out, um, there's not really a whole lot of things, you know, negatively that you could say. Like, you can start nitpicking, but we've seen this team just lie down so often when getting down in a game um, that we didn't see that Saturday. Yeah. So, you know, it was pleasant to see. I know um, Jackson Collier posted a stat before the game that Arkansas hadn't won at Mississippi State since 2015, and they're 2-16 and 16 since the 2000-2001 or season in Starkville. So, you know, I saw that initially before the game, and I was just like, oh, no, like, we're here we go with another 20-point loss. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they, they didn't. They held on right until the end. Um, Makai Mitchell had his career high of 21 points. Um, I think Khalif Battle before he fouled out was at 16. 18 total. Yeah. So, you know, it was one of those things that was, you, you didn't really get any or much more production outside of them yeah. when it comes, you know, offensively. I think who was it? We had a couple at eight or LLS at eight, uh, Devo at eight. So, I mean, you, you were looking for somebody else to step up offensively, and it, it, you know, it just didn't happen. And there was a lot of fouls on both sides of the ball Ooh, that game. Yeah. Um, yeah, you look at the three-point shooting. I mean, three for 17. I mean, th- that that's your telltale. When when you're looking at a game that close, you're just looking. I mean, 18%, 211 in the first half, and three of 17 in the second half. 18 and 17% shooting from the three-point line. I mean, that's not going to win you too many games. And, again, when you are playing against a team like Mississippi State, I mean, you go back to Stansbury days. I mean, Arkansas mm-hmm. always had a tough go when they played against him, whether it was home or away. And, you know, you're playing, you know, at Humphrey Coliseum in Starkville. I mean, not every arena is like Bud Walton Arena. You know, and, and 9,200 there, that's a lot of people to, to come to the game. And, and to be honest, it wasn't like Mississippi State shot lights out, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and you've seen the halftime adjustment to where they stuck with it the whole game. It wasn't one of these games where, you know, you're only down six at half and then they just run away with it. They only shot 26% from the three-point line in, in the second half. And their free mm-hmm. throw shooting, you, you look at – Arkansas's three-point percentage, and then you look at Mississippi State's free-throw percentage, there's the telltale of what was going on on both sides of the floor. I mean, 59% from the free-throw line, 19 for 32, and Arkansas went mm-hmm. 73%. But still, yeah, that, that's still bad in mm-hmm. terms of 73%. But you, those are games that – if you have the heart, if you are in contention for postseason play, you would have, you, you should have won that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then looking at the other, some of the other stats, I saw that you know Arkansas only had three fast break points, and Mississippi State only had five, so they were not getting out on fast breaks, or at least they weren't capitalizing on them. Um, points in the paint, I think, was relative. Arkansas had thirty, Mississippi State had forty. Mm-hmm. Um, 45 total fouls called in the game. I mean, it was, I think at one point towards some point in the second half, they put up a stat on TV that was like every player has two fouls. 
much <laughs> yeah. at that point at the game. That's at crazy. least two fouls. I mean, you know, when you see that, it's just, I mean, they, they were just call. I mean, I get it. You're not supposed to hand check, but at the same time, it's kind of like you got to give a little bit. It's, but it, it stayed consistent at least throughout the game. Yeah. So, you know, it's one of those that you can't say it was one-sided or that the refs were, you know, going or giving up and then calling these things harder than these. Now they they just called a tight game all around. And I wonder how much that plays into – it'd be something we can ask Coach Neighbors, you know, next time we have on. How, how much does that really affect, and especially in the women's game where they're playing in quarters – your offensive, mm-hmm. you know, getting into a rhythm. You look at mm-hmm. the shooting percentages, and you're like 45% from the field, and they shot 48% from the field. I, I just wonder how how much that correlates shooting when you're when you're worried about you know one playing defense, getting in foul trouble, or are you sitting out? Um, but yeah, it's it's one of them deals that you love the effort, but again. 12 and 13 on the year, 3 and 9 in conference. And that would have been a good win because mm-hmm. Mississippi State moves to 17 and 8 and they move to 500 in, in conference play. And just looking again at the schedule ahead, you know, there's only a handful of games left. You got one, one, two, three, four, five, six games left. Mm-hmm. I mean, that just, that, I can't believe this season, I can't believe this year. You know, we're already almost to March. And that that's mm-hmm. crazy to even think how fast this year's even went by. But yes, you go to Texas AM on Tuesday. So you you know, you have a quick turnaround, you know, to get go to Texas AM and then you have two home games against Missouri and Vanderbilt. Gotta gotta finish the season out strong. And it's mm-hmm. weird how you can talk so much about the Football, you you really can compare the teams to two seasons this year, the, mm-hmm. the football and, and basketball season. It's just playing for pride the rest of the year, pretty much. You are. Um, you know, going in with Texas A&M on Tuesday, you know, we got the one-point win at home uh, in January. So, I mean, they're going to be looking to, if you're, you know, some revenge. Mm-hmm. Um, I always feel like that Buzz Williams has a little bit of a chip on, their sh- on his shoulder when – uh, anytime he's playing Arkansas or Eric Musselman, whatever, he just always yeah, it seems like he has a little bit more fire under him. I don't know what it is. He's I, I'm not a big fan of his, but by all means, never. Yeah, he can do whatever. Um, but you know, going from football season, you know, we couldn't wait till basketball season, and then basketball season, we couldn't wait till baseball season. It's just you hope you have a different outcome season wise for for baseball than the other two. Yeah, and we'll, you know, after the after the commercial break, we'll dive into the baseball, and it's just like you know, you're so much anticipation. You've got your ace on the on the mound, and then bam, mm-hmm. <laughs> last one inning. So of course, you know, the sky's falling in, and you know everything that's going on with the and then you drop a game. So you know that goes into what we were talking about with um, that that PTSD, and of course, the sky's falling in. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Playing this Texas A&M game, you know, it's going to be one of those where, again, like you said, Buzz Williams, he just – I've never liked him. He, he almost seems like one of them coaches that thinks he's won a lot more than mm-hmm. he really has. And they're coming off a 25-point loss to Alabama. So, Or hold on. 
Yeah, yeah, they can just mm-hmm. come off 100 to 75. So they're sitting, they're right there at six and six in conference play, Eight, 15 and 10 overall, losing two in a row. Again, these final six games, you know, you just got to finish strong, try to salvage what you can. And I, I mean, again, I don't know how hard that is. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming right now it's very hard to, especially with the expectations you had. What is there uh, other than the seniors that, mm-hmm. hey, this is it for me, or the ones that we think have eligibility left, but they might not come back? We don't know. In, in this transfer portal world, you don't know. But I also wonder how much that plays into the fact of how much does this really mean to those guys? I mean, because they can go somewhere else and play. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got one more shot. So, are they really taking this as serious now that there's really nothing left to play for, or are they now? You know, and this is another thing you got to think about. What if now they're trying to audition for another team? You know, hey, look, think season's <laughs> done here, and instead of just throwing in the towel, hey, man, I want to try to get a spot at another school. I think there's a handful of them that, for whatever their reasons may be, um, when they are on the court, obviously I can't really talk to practice. You don't yeah. see it. But um, during the games, you know, uh, there's guys that are still fighting for whatever it is, whether it's, you know, auditioning for their next team or whether it's because they're coming back and – you know, they're going to make the best of it as they can. Um, you know, I, I don't know where everybody's mind is at. I would think, I mean, like we talked with uh, Jackson the other day, I think there was six or seven guys that have eligibility to return. Yeah. So it's, I think it's a big question with those on um, who's going to, who's not, who's going to test the NBA draft water um, there's still one that's up on the board, I think in the second round on some draft boards, but I guess, you know, time will tell where everybody's at mentally. I just, man, and I don't know if this question has been asked. I'm sure it has. I hadn't seen it, but it, what do you think this team would have been like with Darian Ford on the team? I think that with, they're not being role players like there were in past seasons. This would have been a spot that um, I think Darian Ford would have had the opportunity to shine. Um, you know, he just got in and kind of end of halves or cleanup duty when he was here. Um, just never panned out for him to get a role or a spot with those, with that team. And with this team and a bunch of unknowns and, guys that haven't lived up to whatever expectations, you know, this, this would have been a chance for somebody to actually step up and be like, I'm the leader or I'm the captain now, whatever, you know, this is my squad. Let's run it. Um, because we still don't have that. So, uh, and seeing what he's doing over in Arkansas state, I mean, I think he's averaging 14 or 15 Mm -hmm. a game. Um, you know, he brought the defensive intensity when he was the little bit, he was here or was on the court when he was here. So, I mean, at, at this point, I mean, there's a handful of guys that you could easily say you would have rather had Darian Ford over them. Yeah, he is right at right now. He is averaging 10 points mm-hmm. a game and 
10, 4, and 4, rate, four, four, four rebounds. Mm-hmm. And that's the only one that I um, – but, man, uh, oh, I thought that was his uh, – Shooting percentage was seventy six percent. It was his free throw percentage. But him, and then you you look down there at Little Rock. Mm-hmm. You know, you got a couple guys down there at Little Rock that are doing very well. And I listen. I know it's not the SEC, but geez, it's like you know they could have helped. You know, especially them being guards. Mm. It, it's I don't know what happened to the Darian Ford situation. I, I don't know if, if he just. Well, I mean, he announced it. He was coming back to Fayetteville. Yeah. You know, he had the whole video of him riding in on the horse. And then it was just like kind of went quiet after that. And mm-hmm. then, boom, he's transferring. So, I don't know if it's just conversations that happened afterwards or what. And uh, granted, you thought, I mean, you brought in guys that were scorers from their respective teams. But it just has not translated well. Yeah, and we and again, it's easy to look at what they're doing at other schools, mm-hmm. and I know we've we've kind of said something against the fact, but you you just look and wonder. I'm not saying that this team oh, would yeah. be better. You know, KK Robinson, he's at 15, almost 16 points a game, almost six rebounds and four assists. So, and his has been a long journey from yes. Arkansas to Texas A&M, where he didn't play. Um, I think he averaged like less than uh, half a point to two points a game, maybe in like three or four minutes average. So it didn't pan out for him to Texas A&M, you know, so he went to a smaller school and it's working for him. Yeah. It's just, again, man, it's, Mm -hmm. it's rough because of course you go to the what ifs and what ifs Mm -hmm. and that's Arkansas's mantra. I mean, you look at Mikael Mitchell, Hell, he's averaging eight and four. You know, I mean. Well, and especially, you know, losing basically Brazil for what yeah, we have. I mean, that would have been, if Mikel had stayed, you know, that would have been another big that we've been down. Because I think we can, for the most part, I think the general consensus would be like, there's a lot of times that we would take Mikel Mitchell over Jalen Graham in different spots of the game. Yeah. That that's biggest is like when you look at the overall when you're talking about a swing and a miss. I mean, it's the fact that you swung and miss on so many people in this on this roster. It wasn't mm-hmm. just one of your guys that you know didn't step up. Uh, it's just it, it's across the board, and it's I guess that's where your talent comes in, where you thought you had enough depth to where if a guy was off on a certain night, mm-hmm. somebody else would step up. And that's just not been the case this year because, again, you know, there's not been that consistent – I mean, you got one guy. Jeez, Louise. I just – I mean, you, I'll share this right quick. You look at the team and what they are scoring. Like, they're I, – I couldn't believe it until I even just seen this right now. Um one guy averaging double digits. Mm-hmm. Draymond Mark, sixteen points a game. What that when and again, what I tell you know, we talked about that. You need two guys in, in almost the twenties mm-hmm. to really come through for you. And then you look at this <laughs> statistic sheet right here, and you've got I mean again, you look at Minifield and you're, there was glimpses of him. You know, he's six points a game. 
You know, Mark, again, is 16, but, you know, L. Ellis, six points a game. Battle, 5.8 points a game. Davenpoint, 5.2 points a game. Devontae Davis, 4.9. I mean, mm-hmm. that that right there is, is your season in a nutshell. You can't get anybody to score. And, and if you look over right next to the – you've only got one guy that scored over 100 points this year. And, and this is SEC play, of course, mm-hmm. but still – yeah, it's say what crazy. you want about you know the roles and the whatever from like last year's team, but it works. Um, whether you know Jordan Walsh coming out and saying that he was handcuffed and whatever else, but it got the team to the spot they were at. Yeah, um, you know it was one of those things that if somebody you know if somebody didn't show up on a given night, if Anthony Black didn't, or if whoever else didn't, then there was somebody else stepping up. Um, and then in this team, you thought you were going to have that having these scores brought in, but there's been too many nights that, you know, none of them get going. You just have a bunch of, you have one guy in double figures and then you've got a bunch of four five, six points. Now, when you look at their season, this is their season total stats. This is, so yeah, you've got one guy at 16, eight and, and battles at 10.4. Yeah. That you, I mean, so right even here you got two guys mm-hmm. over 200 points. I that that's I'm not I don't know. I mean I guess you could say that's kind of unacceptable because I mean you are playing in the SEC but it's just that just shows you when when you're talking about okay this guy, you know, we, he shows promise, he can score and we can see the consistency and then you look at the season stats and you're looking at the scoring Man, it's just, it's crazy to look at that, and and this would be a completely different conversation if, on the flip side, defensively, mm-hmm. we were oh, holding yeah. teams to you know lesser stats or whatever. But the fact, I mean, getting blown out by 15, 20, 25 points on a consistent basis, you know, it's just an all around. Uh, it makes you at a loss for words at what has happened because the guys that are on the court, you know. Yeah, they get, you know, their heads down. You can tell sometimes it seems like they check out. But it seems like, you know, there's a few of them that they they don't want to give up, that they keep on trying something just to see if it'll work. And there's sometimes that it's not working for them, but they don't know how to, I guess, stop jacking up the shots because it's not working for anybody else either. And then they get into these, they, they have it in their head that, oh, we've got to get X amount of passes per game. And so then we start oversharing the ball. And yeah. I, mean, it, it, I mean, and how many times have we seen the, you know, dribbling down to seven seconds in the shot clock and then we try to force something? So, you know, Mus's system and his, what he preaches to the team, whatever, it just hasn't resonated with his team. He's not gotten them bought in. Well, and, you, you don't have the team that you can sit there and pass the ball 200 times to get the ball. I mean, look, mm-hmm. if you only got one guy and, and I'm going to go SEC play alone. You know, you only got one guy in double digits. You should be passing the ball 200 times. You need to get that guy the ball and score as many points as you can. Mm-hmm. If you're leaning on one guy to get you those 20 points, he should have at least 20 points a game. Mm-hmm. If that takes four or five oh, more shots a game, that's what it takes. Mm-hmm. And, again, it just seems like they've tried everything. They just can't get it going. But, you know, they, they, 
Look, it, it, the reason why I'm acting the way I am about this is because I'm looking forward into next year. All right, what do you got coming in? You know, are you going to try to do a complete overhaul of this team and try to bring in seven, eight, nine more guys from the transfer portal from mm-hmm. other teams and try to gel this thing together? You're going to have to. I mean, if you, let's say, there's seven eligible players to come back, all of them aren't going to come back. You know that, I mean, that's going to be fact. Um, so you're bringing in two more, and uh, Jalen Shelley and Isaiah Elim, mm-hmm. um, high school. And so, okay, you're looking at, I'm going to say you're looking right there at maybe six to eight, because I'm, I'm going to say you're going to lose at least two players out of the seven that could come back. And that's just a guess. I don't yeah. know names. I don't know, you know. So I think you're going to have to end up getting five to seven players out of the portal. And where are those guys at? I mean, that's the thing. It's like, yeah. and seeing how things played out, it's God, It's like you better be an NBA-ready guy to come play for Musselman. You better be mm-hmm. ready. You better be an NBA guy because I'm telling you, there's not much heat on him. There's, there's the, the seat. You know, we're, this is a grace year. Everybody's giving him grace and should be. You know, you can't do what you have done in the past three, four years, and then you have a down year, and just say, "All right, that he he had a bad year. What's it going to lead?" But next year is going to be one of those years. If we have mm-hmm. another year like this year, and and because look, with with all his expertise and his staff, I mean you should be able to develop some of these guys into better players. Mm-hmm. And this was this was one of those years you just couldn't get it done. That, that's fine. There, there's, there's no – I just think with this year, there's no fault. There's no blame. It just did not work out. Not talking Dominoes bad. Did, yeah, yeah, Dominoes didn't fall, fall right. Exactly. You have too many guys that are worried about themselves, um, in my opinion, which we can touch on after the break. Yeah. But um, at the same time, you know, it's one of those things that this the season is done. Mm -hmm. So make the best of these last six games. And then, you know, if you're going to go, go. Yeah. That's how I feel about it. We're going to take a quick commercial break. And after the break, we'll touch on that, uh, that topic and then move into the weekend that was with baseball. Give a recap quickly of the other uh, sports, especially with softball kicking off their opening weekend. And, out in Arizona, and then, of course, what we have to look forward to the week ahead in the world of Razorback sports. We'll be back right after the break. Attention DOIers and home improvement enthusiasts. Are you searching for the right tools and the supplies to tackle your next project? Look no further than Mentors Hardware Store. With locations in Ozark, Alma, and Clarkville, our vast selection of hardware and building materials ensure to have everything you need, whether you're fixing a leaky faucet or building a new deck. Most of our knowledgeable staff is always on hand to offer expert advice and guidance. And with our competitive prices and convenient online ordering, Metters Hardware Store is your one-stop shop for all your DIY needs. Business today, and let's build something amazing together. Are you in need of legal representation? Look no further than the offices of Robertson, Beasley, Shipley, and Robinson. As the oldest law firm in the River Valley, we have been serving our clients for over 100 years with locations in Ozark, Fort Smith, and Spring. Our experienced team of attorneys provide expert guidance and advocacy in a wide range of legal areas, including personal injury, family law, criminal defense, and more. Trust in our history and experience the results you deserve. 
Contact the law offices of Robertson Beasley, Shipley, and Robinson today at 479-782-8813. That's 479-782-8813. Are you looking for a place to grab a cold drink and some delicious food? Look no further than Arkansas Brewing Company. Located at 201 South 1st Street in beautiful downtown Ozark, our establishment offers a wide selection of craft beers and tasty eats. But what sets us apart is our welcoming atmosphere and friendly staff. At Arkansas Brewing Company, you'll always feel like part of the family. So visit Destiny and Christopher Brockett and staff today and see for yourself what makes us the go-to spot for locals and visitors alike. Arkansas Brewing Company, come for the drinks and stay for the friends. Searching for premium brewery products so it will take your daily routine to the next level? Look no further than Sterling Soap Company. Our handmade soaps, aftershaves, and balms are made with only the finest ingredients that give you the ultimate grooming experience. With a variety of scents to choose from, there's something for everyone. Plus, our products are crafted in small batches to ensure the highest level of quality. So why wait? Visit www.sterlingsoap.com or visit our retail store at 16 West Walnut Street in Paris, Arkansas. Shop our collection and discover the difference for yourself. Upgrade your grooming routine with Sterling Soap Company. And want to welcome back to the Hog Talk podcast. And before the break, we're talking about, you know, the basketball team and, and their mindset. And, you know, we seem to have touched on this, you know, the past couple of weeks with things on, off the court. And, you know, I don't know how many people, you know, might be wondering, you know, all right, who's coming, who's going, where's this mindset at? And how much does that have an impact on this team? You know, I know it's rough when people have injuries. Those things happen, but then there's just this jail and is certain things forcing players to come back when they're not ready to. I mean, you just never know. We've dealt with that last year with Nick Smith Jr. and, you know, his absence and questions, and now we're seeing it this year, and I think fans have the right to question that. Mm-hmm. You know, we've talked about it. Now, don't go on them personally, but – I think when when you're wanting to win over a fan base and then you see that the team is losing, but yet things are going on outside of the, the, the program, it causes some concern of, one, you know, the players, but two, the, the coaching staff, you know, does – because you have to think, well, does this coaching staff have control of the locker room? Do they – or are they just as checked out as the players are? I mean, those, those are legit questions that you ask when you see inconsistencies with the team and they're playing really hard one game and then the next game they get blown out. It's almost like, man, we're really going to play it for this game and we get blown out by 20 and then or we play hard and we lose by four and then the next game you just come out flat and you get blown out. It, it, there's just so many questions surrounding this basketball team. You know, I don't know um, all the, I guess, rules and regulations from the team standpoint when it comes to injuries being out and travel and whatnot. Um, You know, I had sent to me, which this was on social media, um, so this was something that wasn't like it was trying to be hidden. But, you know, I, I, I see the picture of Brazil in the tattoo shop in Fort Smith, um, I got it. Yeah, I saw it 
Friday. So I don't know. It could have been Thursday night. It could have been Friday. Um, regardless, you know, the teams in Starkville or traveling to Starkville. So I get it. If you didn't travel um, and you, when you're on your time, you're on your time. I just looked at it as somebody who's dealing with um, a potential injuries or the knee soreness or the whatever that, you know, if you're coming back, like maybe be rehabbing or be in the gym. And I know that, you know, that doesn't take up 24 hours a day. I just look at the priorities, um, you know, comparing to when Nick Smith Jr. was out and there was all the speculation and all the talk. You know, we could actually say, though, he was going out of state to rehab his knee, to work on his knee. Um, there was proof of that out there. And so I just look at the the mindset and the mentality and, you know, goes back to us talking about, like, players are kind of more focused on themselves and not the team. You know, is that really the best thing to be doing, you know, just coming down to Fort Smith and getting a tattoo? Yeah. And, and I mean, you know, we're, we're, you know, probably get called old heads for thinking that way. But it's, it, again, you know, you're – if there was a clear cut, okay, this is what's going on. He's going to be out four to six weeks, or hey, this is what he has. Even if you say a lower extreme or extremity injury or whatever, but but it's just talking about knee soreness. Okay, so mm-hmm. he's, he's nursing a knee. That okay, cool. You should still in in that moment. You in in that time. You should still be with the team, traveling with the team. It's all about, like I said, that that the teammate thing, the brotherhood thing. And when you don't have that and you have that going on, it just it's a bad look because again, it just it just has that vibe of why did you come back in the first place? You know, you you why did you decide to do these things? And look, it's there's no right or wrong when it comes to it, but it, cause it seems like either way you go with it, it's, it's wrong in the eyes. And I think that's mm-hmm. where, you know, you tiptoe around the subject, but in the, again, when players are getting NIL money, they're getting money to play a game. They're getting money for their name, image, and likeness. It, it just makes it look like, uh, well, I mean, that's the thing. Let's, let's just talk. We're G, we're yeah. At, that NIO money pay for that tattoo. Did you know, or, or is your head really with the team if you are doing those? You know, getting a tattoo in Fort Smith, or are you really not coming back? But you're having to say it's knee soreness because you are in an NIL contract. You have to be on that team to get said money. So therefore, I mean, mm-hmm. that's the th- again. Look, and the reason why I'm saying this is because. The university keeps on putting things out. Donate, 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 donate to Edge. Donate to this NIL stuff. We're going to do all these things. But So we are. Say we are. I Say I donate $5,000 to the Edge, and it goes to said player. They're supposed to be on this team. They're supposed to be a part of the team, but they're not. not okay, so they're injured. Okay, cool. Battling knee soreness, cool. But then you find out that they're – getting a tattoo or they're getting, they're doing other things on game day. This is, this isn't the fact that this is off season, off season, mm-hmm. off season. Cool. You do whatever you want. You're you're in the middle of the season. If, if so, if mm-hmm. you're coming back, I think you should be with the team. 
because that that's where that mm. gray area is. If you're willing to accept to be playing for the University of Arkansas, if you're willing to accept money and you you know you're wanting to be paid for your name, image, and likeness, I think that should be part of it. And if you're you're not, then then where's mm. the money going to? It's 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 almost the it's almost on that borderline deceitfulness because you're yeah. saying, and I'm not saying that is, but I'm saying if it happens, and I'm sure there's going to be instances where that is the case. But if you're sitting there saying, Nisornis, when you know good and well, you have no intentions of coming back, that's deceitfulness because there's NIL stuff tied to that. Mm-hmm. I know that yeah. might be what people want to hear, but that's, that is the reality when we look at that. That's, and that's this the definitely is not like I, I was just thinking about yep. this. Like this is not an issue about tattoos. So let's let's cross that yeah. off the list right now. Um, Porter's got tattoos. I yes. have tattoos. There's you know ink therapy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I enjoy it, but I just looking at the time of everything, time and a place. And I, I mean, to me, it's just like if you're kind of checked out if your team is traveling and then. This is what you're doing. I mean, and I get it. You're you're not with you're not on team time 24 hours a day. Totally get that. But when the team's on a business trip, I feel like it's still business for you too. Whether you're yeah, playing, I think or if not. you're in season, I, I think. That, look, the way I see it is, if you're in season, I think the rules apply to to in season. Mm-hmm. If you're in the middle of your season, you're playing two nights a week, you're practicing, and you're playing two games a week. You know, if say like you have a bye week, okay, that you know, I mean, there's there's rules for every, you know, there are exceptions for every rule. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, it's the fact that you're saying one thing, but you're doing another thing, and mm-hmm. what like again, like you said, it has nothing to do about a, a tat. It's the fact that you're out elsewhere when you have people wondering if you're coming back. Mm-hmm. And I think you hit it on the head with the, I mean, that gray area with the NIL. It's a lot or a matter of you can't say that they're not on a team because now you're going to get into contract issues on that side of it. So we're, yeah. we're in this whole contract area issues, issue area, whatever that, I mean, I it's, you're just kind of waiting for, okay, when are the lawsuits going to start? I mean, I know we've already seen the one between, I think a Florida football player and the business that um, had him sign, like they got X amount of his NFL money for whenever he went to the league. Well, and, and here's the deal: you know, if if some of these these private schools unionize, it's gonna make it, it's gonna be even worse because the fact that when it comes to these contracts, it it, it I mean, you got people, you got representation, you got mm-hmm. you know union reps who vouch for you and go for you and stuff. But it's just baffling to me, like I said, that they they want us to give. But what mm-hmm. are – and this is what it is. I mean, I called this a couple of years ago. It's going to be like a land rush. It's going to be like the, the Oklahoma land rush. Everybody's going to be getting all this money, but you give it five, six years into this or six, seven years into this, and when – the people are starting to realize where's this return of interest? Where am I getting my money back on this? They're going to stop giving so much. Is this mm-hmm. person really worth a million dollars to come to this school? 
but then again, he doesn't produce. I mean, they're still going to get money. I just don't yeah. think it's going to be as much. And I think today, and somebody could correct me if I'm wrong, but it was the first time I had seen this SEC commercial today. Uh, it was during the baseball game. But it was, you know, it was kind of a play on the whole, like it just means more stuff. But it brought up the NIL briefly. But it talked about like everything. It's almost like they were trying to tell everybody, like, come play for an SEC. There's more to it than the NIL, almost is what the feeling I got. Because no. they, they bring up the education. They bring up the food and housing, even, in this commercial. They brought up the extended health care in this commercial. I mean, they're, like, selling you on coming to work. Basically, it was like, hey, come work for us. I mean, it was like a almost you know what a company would offer you in their benefits. Yeah, they're gonna start package. doing four hundred one k plans. Essentially, yeah, I, that's what like I felt like I was sitting there watching. It's like, no, you. I mean, you're the SEC. That's all you have to like put out there. Players want to come there, but now that there's this playing field of money, they're they're basically saying like, hey, there are other things besides money. Let's t- show you everything else we have to offer. And I'm kind of like. It's the wrong time to be doing all this because you're. I mean, it, it, it the land, the money rush is already on. So when you're when you're leading the way with the Big Ten of forming these super conferences, mm-hmm. and you're wanting to break away from the NCAA, I can see. Hey, come to us. We're about to be our own entity or whatever, you know. But yeah, again, that, that's a little tone deaf when you're saying, "Oh, look what we have to offer. We have this and this and this and this," but you. We know good and well you're full of crap. Mm-hmm. If, if you're really about that, you wouldn't be forming these super conferences and having these schools from thousands of miles away join your conference and keep adding on to it because there's more money involved. I totally don't, and I don't think anybody else buys that. That's the funny thing. Who who actually believes that that's what they're selling? And I mean, I I get it, especially on the SEC network, you're going to see SEC commercials. If I could ask for anything, if there's anybody in the University of Arkansas system, please change the commercial. Yes. The song, the commercial, the every, I am so sick of it. I mean, it is out of the SEC school ones that I see when we have games, it is probably the worst one out of all of them that I've seen. Yeah, I'm not a fan of it either. And, and and look, I've been to games, and, you know, you're getting hyped up for a game. And and more so, if they want to play it on the TV commercial, cool. Mm-hmm. All right. But when you're getting hyped up for a game, and, and you're say you're there 30 minutes prior, hour prior, and you're getting hyped up, and then they – look, when they play that over the Jumbotron, you could just feel it, – it's almost like when you're at the club – and they're playing hip-hop song after hip-hop song after hip-hop song, and then they switch it to country. Mm-hmm. And then half the dance floor leaves to go get a drink or do whatever. That That's the vibe that happens when that comes on. It's like, okay, we're hyped up for the game, and then Dream On comes on, and you're just like, mm-hmm. and you could feel it. And I'm not no. the only one, and you're, you're definitely not the only one. I mm-hmm. can guarantee you that could be a poll. Hey, should they change their song? And I guarantee you, if everybody was held to their honesty, it'd be an 80-20 split. Oh, definitely at the Arkansas-Georgia <laughs> game. I mean, it was a vibe. I got to the game about an hour early, 
and got to the seats and I, it was like a real vibe in, in the building or when, you know, fans trickling in loud music. Um, you know, you had the bass go like all that. And then it would just like after the 30 minute mark around the 30 minute mark, I think is when we got the NIL ad from, you know, the coach's ad and then, okay, we're back to music. And then we hear the dream on video and it's playing on the screen. I'm just like, yeah. 30 minutes into the game, we're supposed to be getting hyped up and you just sucked the life out of everything with those two things. It was just, it, it completely kills the mood. That and also, you know, like when I was at the SEC Women's Tournament last year, you're seeing everybody, you know, the, the when you're there, you know, they're, they're hyping every school up over the Jumbotron. And you see Missouri's and South Carolina's <laughs> and these hype videos Mm-hmm. And, and no offense to this guy at all, great country singer, but you have all these hype videos and then John Denver comes on. You know, it's almost like that type of – it's not even like a newer country vibe that would get you hyped. It's just like – oh, no. I don't know. Yeah. It's it's just – again, yes, it seems like this has been total bash fest on this episode, but look, man, some – you know – we got to face the facts. You want us to be honest with you, we have to be honest with you. If you don't like what we say, but we're, but this is just honestly what everybody else wants to say, they're not, or they are. It's just it's, not publicly, but it's... Yeah. Well, it's, a, it's a conversation to yeah. be had that doesn't have to be had in the likes of Twitter comments or Facebook group pages or whatever. It's just an open conversation. If people want to shy away from it, but then hide behind a keyboard. I mean, I'm just, you know, just talk about it out in the open. Just watch how you do it. Yeah, I mean, we're not throwing any one person under a bus. We're just talking, you know, yeah. the facts of what we've seen. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like last week when we were talking about the whole, um, you know, the getting people involved. And if, if you do this, you can FaceTime your favorite player. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's one of the things that seems cool. I know where their heart was at. I know where their mind was at. It seemed cool in the beginning, you know, when you're brainstorming these ideas. But if you really think about it, it's like telling my 14-year-old boys, you're getting really hyped up, and then say, hey, guys, we're going to go chug a cheese. You think it's cool. You think you're doing something really cool for them, but they're out. That's what I felt about it. And It's not trashing it. It's just I feel like, they're already behind the times when they're talking about FaceTiming somebody. Like, I, I think that's a thing in the past. Like, especially when when you're in the time of NIL, why not be able to go back there after a game or before a game and take a picture with them or something that you're really interacting mm-hmm. with them opposed oh, yeah. to some – look, I don't like talking on the phone. There's a lot of people who don't like talking on the phone. But I think that face-to-face interaction – that that one on one, it seems a little bit more genuine mm-hmm. opposed to, hey man, we're gonna have this conversation. Do you mind jumping on a FaceTime call with this person? But also, you know, but I'll say this, you know, like when the football team they done like, hey man, fifty bucks, you get to go on the field, or you get, you know, something like those things were really cool. Like you get to, I mean, I know people were joking about, hey, you pay two hundred fifty bucks, you can call a play for the Razorbacks or whatever, but they were enticing you with something that actually was Mm -hmm. cool. Now, I wouldn't do it because we do this show and stuff, and it'd be kind of tacky, you know, 
when you do a podcast and then we're paying to go behind the scenes. You know, it's but for the mm-hmm. average fan, the person that wants to go to the rooftop bar. I mean, dude, look, forty bucks, you get to go to the rooftop bar on top. I don't know if that was an addition to your ticket or what, but how cool you're able to pay fifty mm-hmm. bucks and go watch a game from the rooftop bar. That's cool. I'd pay a hundred dollars for that. To me, that'd be worth it. It's well, and I think like the the FaceTime thing. I mean, like you said, it would be a lot more personable if it was okay. You just donated X amount of dollars mm-hmm. because I don't remember what the thing was. And then yeah, the next game you're at, um, yeah, get to go to the locker room or be there at shoot around or something. I mean, you know, it's one of those things. If you're donating however much money it was, you know, more than likely you've got tickets to the game or they could even throw you tickets to the game because I know that, you know, they sold out the season beforehand, but let's be real. There's plenty of yeah. seats there. They could find, you know, whatever form to sit. But, I mean, and especially if it was somebody that had, you know, a kid or a grandkid that they could bring with them that would just make it that much better, like you and a guest. You get to be out there to- with the band or the cheerleaders when they run out of the A. Now, that yeah. would be cool. That would be okay. something where, look, sign your waiver. Sign all your legal forms that you have to do. But, you know, be hey, man, you donate X amount of dollars. We're going to let you be out there as they run out of the A. Or, hey, <laughs> let's go over the top. If you donate this amount of money, you can run out with a team. Like, I don't know if you can actually do that, but I'm just thinking of things that would actually be – because, look, you know how much running through the A means to – but I don't know, again, if that would – water that down because now people are paying to do the thing that really means something to these players. It's just, I just, I feel like a FaceTime conversation would just be very awkward and forced. I'm sorry. That's exactly what it would be. It'd be forced. Yeah. I just, I, I think like you know, like we've been saying, there's better things that could have been done and offered. Well, and I know, but, I mean, it's not necessarily the force thing because hell, if they're doing these radio spots or they're doing these things for money, they're doing it for the money. I mean, yeah, they're, it, it's fun to go talk to these guys, but half the time they probably really don't want to do it. And rightfully so. I mean, they're teenage kids, you know, who wants to say it's a seven to eight o'clock in the morning radio spot? Who wants to do that? But if you want to make the money, this is what time you got to go on that radio show. It's just more personal when you're there in person opposed to. Hey, let, let's holler at him. It's it's almost like, because I know people who's done this, and I'm not going to call any names out. And it's not anybody in the media or anybody. It's just fans. The cameo thing when it first come out, and you are paying Musselman money to say hello to you. But you brag about Musselman saying hello to you, like, oh, my God, he took time out of his day. Dude, you paid him $500 to say hello to you. That's that's along the lines of that. Yeah. And and it's it's I guess in a way, I wouldn't say comical, but it's just tacky. Like don't brag about you met him and he said hi to you, but you can see the cameo watermark in the bottom left-hand corner mm-hmm. of the screen things. You know, mm-hmm. and it's like us what we do used to if we could get a Devo Davis on which we've had him on before it meant a lot because you went through proper mm-hmm. channels and they wanted to come on your show now it's well how much did they pay him to come on that show did he really want to come on that show mm-hmm. and and that's look how much it's affected you know look at sponsorships and look at people who 
could normally go out to businesses and get sponsors, but now instead of doing radio or podcast sponsorships or advertising, we're just giving the money to the kid. You know, it, it's really affected a lot of things. You know, it's it's a weird area. I'm still waiting, you know, with that FaceTime deal. Um, just say you get somebody that's really just agitated, really, you know, just hates the world, hates the state of everything right now. And they're going to pay X amount of dollars just to like FaceTime somebody to like tell oh, them troll. what they really think. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I, I think of like, there was a thing a year or two ago that um, the NFL did and these donations or whatever, whoever donated the most um, was going to get to like watch the Super Bowl or something with Roger Goodell. And the guy who won it was Dave Portnoy of Barstool Sports. He made it a point to win that because, you know, he's banned from NFL games. Um, and so, and him and, you know, Goodell have their pass. But he won it because he he wanted to see if they would let him do it, which they didn't. But, you know, I just see that, you know, on a much smaller scale, like somebody's pissed off and it's just like, I'm going to get one of these players on the phone and I'm really just going to like mm-hmm. tell them how it is. And you have to worry about those things too. You know, that's why they screen calls. That's why that uh, games are on delay and stuff because of that mm-hmm. aspect of it of, Oh, this look at call in radio. Like people come mm-hmm. in and, Hey man, you know, you can't just go in at somebody because you're on live radio and you've got to shut it down quick. So yeah, there, there's, there's risk for it, but I just know where, where Arkansas is when it's NIL game and you're already at the bottom and you're trying to work your way to the top. And look, if you was at the top and you had your NIL game on point and you're doing said things, it would not even be discussed. It's just, it's the timing and placement of where you're at. You're way behind a lot of schools when it comes to this NIL. And I know they're trying and I know it's going to take winning to get more money. It's just sometimes you've really got to, how many people is this going through before you like say, okay, this is what we're going to do. And I, but again, this is all new to a lot of people and this is people trying a new fresh start. New people are coming in. They mean, well, it just, I think there's other things that you can try to do to get it going opposed to that. And with that being said, it ties into everything we talked about when players are doing these things, because if we are paying this, we want it to be worth our while. And if this money is going to these players and they're not showing up for work, that's going to make some people mad. That's going to make some people think twice about, hey, will I give, I give these these people these money or this this spot or doing these weekend radio shows or hey this appearance here, but they're not playing. It's going to turn into some issues. Mm-hmm. It's a definitely a sensitive subject that we're just in the beginnings of. Yes. Oh yeah. So. You know, who knows what this is going to look like in a year from now, two years from now. Yeah, and especially with new teams coming in, you don't know what's going to happen with the SEC. You don't know what's going to happen with the NCAA. There's so many unknowns that you you look at the, the streaming app that's coming or the streaming thing that's coming out mm-hmm. that has going to have everything on ESPN, Time Warner together. I could, we, again, we see somebody – putting an app that you just have that, and then is that revenue shared with all the college football? We don't know what's going to happen. But we'll wrap things up on a a lighter note, and we're going to give you a rundown of everything that's going on this week in 
athletics uh, at Arkansas again. Arkansas will play their final game of the four-game set with JMU uh, to hopefully not split with JMU. I, I, that would yeah. be a rough uh, start to the season. Again, we talked about <laughs> we didn't even get to the series. I mean, that, 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 that's, we went on a big tangent rabbit hole on there, and we apologize for that one. Um, but we'll, we'll cover more of the baseball series uh, this later this week, probably Tuesday or Thursday. We'll, we'll get back on that, um, give a quick a rundown of the, the baseball series. Hopefully we're talking about a series win because I know a lot of people gasp when they hit that home run to, to take the lead and uh, yeah. so much promise on your All-American pitcher, and he's going to have those days. But uh, softball will finally be home, Razorback Invitational. I mean, the long-awaited Vogel Bombers will be back for the Razorback Invitational. I think they have mm-hmm. Illinois State and a few other teams um, mm-hmm. in that uh, coming on. And then, uh, let me see. Soccer, Thursday. So, yeah, soccer has their first of two times you will get to see them this spring. They, um, they'll play John Brown, free to the public, on Thursday. Softball plays Illinois State. And then um, you start off Monday, women's golf still. They're in, still in the Moon Golf Invitational. Gymnastics is still in their quad meet with uh, down at the Fort Worth. Uh, men's basketball plays Tuesday against Texas A&M. Tennis plays on Wednesday. Men's taking on Oral Roberts and Tulsa. And then, of course, end it with women's basketball taking on Texas A&M at Texas A&M on Thursday. And then going into Friday, you have softball playing in the Razorback Invitational against UT Arlington and Wichita State. That's going to be a really, really good game. Wichita State's always loaded coming into Fayetteville. Baseball will take on Oregon State. Uh, What is the name of that? Um, It's just the college baseball series. That's what, okay. Yeah, yeah, be at, uh, what is it, Minute Maid Park or whatever in – Arlington. So. Um, just so everybody knows, get it out of the way now. It's Flow on sports. Flow Sports once again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can make a joke about that, but I'd rather not. But um, then Saturday, men's basketball takes on Missouri. Softball takes on Illinois State and Wichita State again. Baseball will be playing Oklahoma State. You can see that on the lovely Flow Sports channel. And then Sunday, softball will be wrapping up. Baseball will be wrapping up their invitationals, and then women's basketball will be playing against Vanderbilt at home on Sunday. So, again, a lot of things that are going on, we'll be going back to our two shows a week to really be able to break down, you know, the other sports that are going on and, of course, bring you the best coverage that we can, uh, try to cover all the sports that we can going on this week trying to get um, coaches on. I think we're going to try to have Coach Stifel on this week. I'm going to get that confirmed. But for Adam Hall and Porter Hayes, brought to you by Bet Online, Sterling Soap Company, Arkansas Brewing Company, we will catch you later this week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.